Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you're listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy. Red lorry, yellow lorry, cardboard box. 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 <laughs> we started recording, by the way. Oh, okay. This is not a testing about. Let's do it again. Let's keep doing. Red lorry, yellow lorry, cardboard box. Right, we're going to get faster each time, okay? Okay. Red lorry, yellow lorry, cardboard box. 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 Okay. One time each, as fast as we can, okay? Okay. You go. Red lorry, yellow lorry, cardboard box. Red lorry, yellow lorry, cardboard box. <gasps> oh, you got there, you did it. I won. I think I was okay, you know, throughout oh the whole God, thing. Well done. There's no winning. And are we really going there? If someone's going to win, it was me because I was amazing throughout. Okay, we've managed to fill about 50 seconds of this episode. I'm not trying to fill it. I really like doing this game. Red lorry, little, little. <laughs> oh, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do it. Listen, are you ready? Oh, I thought we no, were no, done. No, 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 listen. Okay. Do you see how quick I did it? Shut up. <laughs> Get out. Do so quick. You couldn't yeah, even hear I, it. I want you to pack a bag and leave immediately. It was, that, it was that quick. Wait, let me try again. Get out. Wow, that was even quicker. Shut it up. It was so quick. I hold the Guinness World Record for saying that thing so quickly. Anyway. <laughs> hello, everyone. Thank Can you, you say it, please, quickly? <laughs> okay, go and introduce yourself. I literally just read the Bible there. It was so quick. <laughs> done <laughs> i'm gonna be quiet with the things i've got in my head right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. any hoes hi everyone welcome to you don't love me boys podcast it is me the one who is equal parts gorgeous and goofy oh that's cute it's me your favorite <laughs> oh yeah I don't know what that oh was. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so pathetic. I know it's so cringe, but that I was... was like, okay, no, we need to dissect this. Okay, go on. That then. you sounded like I know what I sounded an like an aging pop star in the nineties. Do you know what? That's exactly what I was going for. No, you were. I was very going for that Peter Andre vibe. It was. He wasn't not. He was not an aging pop star in he... the nineties. He was. <laughs> he was on top of his game. You sounded like Elton John in the nineties. Elton John is still going now. Yeah, but in the 90s, he was an Babe, Asian pop star. He was still five. <laughs> okay. Million, I don't know. Would you like to know some uh, an interesting fact about me? Uh, go on then. I don't think I know a single Elton, Elton John song. Get out. I, I honestly... Get out. The only time he came to prominence in my brain was when he did the Diana funeral. 
like a candle, like a candle in the wind. And for the longest time, I called it like a candle in the light. <laughs> right, this reminds me, right? This this guy here, obviously grew up in Bollywood, and I that. English is my second language. I remember when we were at a, a drag show, went to see Danny Beard. And um, he has a, Danny Beard sings live, and then he gets the audience involved. And it was rolling in the deep, wasn't it? Yes. And remember when he gave the mic to you? And I froze. Me, performer. You, you said, what International did you say? extraordinaire. You were like, I don't know the words. English isn't my first language. Up in a, a bar in Manchester in Gay Village. And that's where I decided to freeze. And I went, really? Yeah, it wasn't even that lyric. It was a different lyric. And you know what? He gave the mic to me. His, and you know what? I can't sing at all, of, but I hit it. The look of disbelief. And I'm performing with him in a few weeks and I'm dreading anything Next to do week. with one it, week. Right, listen, you want me to sing a power ballad of how about, you know, how my lover has disappeared and I need to get on a ship to find him. I will sing the house down boots, mama. Yes, God. <coughs> but if you want me to sing Rolling in the Deep by Adele, I'm fucked. Do you know what? It's like when we go on our car drives and we're singing along and I, you need to make your own little lyrics up, don't you? I do. Yeah. It's I really cute. But on. you know what? There's one song that you're really into right now and I'm so happy. What is it? I'm just a flea bag. Nobody, Nobody loves me. Send, Send me, me to rehab. rehab. Why do you love that song? Youngblood Fleabag. Shout out to Youngblood. You're an icon. I don't know. Uh, yeah, hi, Youngblood. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You just like did high young blood really nervously, like you like he's listening or like he's here. Okay. He's like, oh my god, high young blood. Did he or did he not walk past our um, apartment complex when right. he was performing? I here? was I wasn't there. You were like you were walking back from the gym, weren't you? And yes. you messaged me. And you're like, I swear I just saw young blood. Has he got like red hair? And then you went for a walk straight after yeah, to try and look. find and him. And I found about a million young bloods because he was playing in Manchester at the time. Yeah. So I think his look has inspired a lot of people. But I swear it was him. I he don't know. You say that about a lot of people. He seemed slightly nervous and he looked at me as if he was expecting me to say something. As in like, I'm such a big fan or something like that, I feel. Anyway, no, I really like him for the theatrics. I love the music video. He's a really, you can tell he's got a little bit of acting school in he's him. fab. Yeah, fab. Fabulous music. Whoa. I love I love the theatrics um, that he brings to his performance. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's not just like, like um, Bring Me the Horizons lyrics are deep because they are like full on broken inside. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, like, that's why they're my favorite. I'm like, song. careful where you go in here. But, but with um, uh, Youngblood, it's very like, I'm just a flea. I am really not um, making my point very well you know what? at all. It doesn't matter. Do you you're doing it. Saying? You're here. You're recording a podcast. This is happening, babe. Anyway. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're in a really goofy mood right now. We sound like um, Kamora Black. <gasps> and Faramon on Untold. Faramon having that conversation where she's like, you're my LA sister. Season nine. <laughs> like, we've. Done this, we're here, and it's like I went on the runway with no pants. Oh no, I my did it. yeah, my Ve Vegas sister, yeah, yeah. And it's like Vegas is hardly Mali or you know fucking Nairobi or something. Like, yeah, actually, Nairobi is probably quite nice. I've always wanted to go. <laughs> anyway, um, it's not Bradford. We haven't asked each other a very important question. Go on. Which is how are you, babes? Oh, oh, do you really want to ask that? I will ask <laughs> There's you. There's to that. I will ask you, and then you can ask me. Okay. How are you, babe? Babe, right now I'm feeling a bit goofy. You feeling goofy? Yeah, goofy, goofy. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just feeling in a silly mood. Like I'm going to piss you off. Oh, is it because I'm wearing a mesh 
talk no, about it's now. nothing to do with you. Not everything's to do with you, babe. Like, come on. Okay. I just feel like, I don't know, just being silly. How do you feel? silly i feel okay this is gonna be a few minutes why do you know what this is what happens as regular listeners to the podcast don't ask amory a question yeah i i, I full-on allured you into it i know you asked me that lured you, into you wanted a false to say sense something of security yeah absolutely it was yeah. a false sense of security Which that i knew i was falling years. into and we've been married seven years okay go together on. nearly seven years well oh same God. thing so nitpicky gears are, honestly. I know we are, aren't we? You are gears. <laughs> anyway, I feel... I really want to piss you off. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I feel... Nah. That's the best way to describe how I feel. I feel like how I think Greta Thunberg would feel if she took a day off. Thunberg? What's, how do you pronounce it? Is it Thunberg? It? Thunberg. Whatever. I don't know. English is my, Swedish isn't my second language. Um, yeah, I feel like what she probably would feel like if she took a day off. Like, you know, if one day she was just like, do you know what? Turtles getting caught in plastic, solar, wind power, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Dad, put the TV on that's powered by fossil fuels and let's just have a night of getting absolutely wankered. Do you know what I mean? I feel that. <laughs> do you ever wonder, like... What she's like behind closed doors. Like, oh, she don't give a fuck. Uh, how, do you think she's really rich now? I'm telling you, she does not give two fucks. Do you fucks. think she's really... <laughs> she legit does You're not give You're telling us that Greta doesn't give a fuck. She, so it's all fake. She full on lives in the city centre. The building's powered by dead dinosaurs. She has a hot tub on top, penthouse apartment, <laughs> parties, the lot. I'm telling you. What if she... It sounds like her. She sounds like a crazy person. I love you, Greta, though. You're a fucking icon. Yeah, I, I do love Greta. Like, she's changing the world as we need to. Like, come on, everyone, just change the world. I don't know I'm adding to that. Just go change the world. <laughs> yeah, and I know. But like, oh my God, do you remember the time when she um, kicked up a fuss because they didn't upgrade her to first class on a train? Oh, did she? Apparently so. And then Is the, that real, though? And then apparently there wasn't a seat and she had to sit in the... Um, corridor or something <laughs> so she came for the um, railway company and the railway company clapped back in a very clever way and people were like oh Greta aren't you supposed to be really humbled aren't you supposed to take like a raft or something I was just thinking that wasn't she just getting like isn't that the most economic way you should get like a piece of wood and like a, a and wooden other sticks to like move herself <laughs> 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 anyway, you know what, speaking though? of changing the world, I think it's <laughs> right. Okay, I'm just gonna round this point off. Like, okay, is great climate change is important, and yada yada yada. I do think she comes off comes on a bit strong. She comes off a bit strong, right? On Can I just off, say I disagree with him because he's talking about a teenager who is. No, I'm not going to go there. No, no, no. It's 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 nothing. To the do intent with the... is great, but the tone can be a bit off-putting if she's like on a mic going children are dying and you killed my children or something like yeah, that but it's persuasive language i've actually when i was an english teacher i used her speech in my lesson mm. it's really good so basically she did what she, do you know what and it makes me realize her speech was an exam speech right so it's interesting how she was a child in school a teenager going through like her you know exam times right and her speech that she created would get really good marks in an exam. That's all she knew. All what I'm saying is <laughs> I'm more compelled to care about the planet when I buy vegan fish fingers 
at Aldi. Okay. Than I am. Anywho. With her. I don't know where we're going now. Greta, love you, girl. Let's get you on the podcast. But we do need to talk about something that we should have talked about like five minutes ago. Yeah. And talk about changing the world. We did a show that the other week, last week, sometime. Oh, what was yes. it? Tell our listeners about this amazing Speaking show. Speaking of people who are able to do sellout shows in one of the capitals of the world, aka us, we did a, a little show um, with Queer Talk Live. We did. Yeah, shout out to you, Spencer and Mufsin. They are wonderful podcasters and they have a slightly less wonderful podcast in comparison to us. <laughs> Drag them. Sue me, bitch. Uh, no, but they're, they're good friends. And um, we did a show with them. So it was Queer Talk meets You Don't Love Me Boys, um, powered by Lady Bushra. Performances, <laughs> performances and stand-up by Lady Bushra. And it... it <laughs> It went down the storm. It was phenomenal. It was emotional. It was people cried, people laughed. It was it was so special moments in the air. Yeah. So Mufsin and Spencer started it. You know, started it off, and then Lady Bushra did a performance. You still didn't get to meet her. She did a number. Then she did uh, a stand-up routine. Then another. No, number. and then she just came for everyone in the audience. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she she fully burned bridges and then fucked off. Back to Bradford in classic Busher style. Yeah, on a plane. Yeah. Back on her private jet to Bradford, then on her way to Columbia for some dental work. She says with quotation marks, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And then what was the second half of the show? Then we took a break and then we did uh, sort of like an interview. We got interviewed by Spencer and Mufsin and they asked us some wonderful questions and the audience were really engaging and the audience had some uh, had some great questions. Um, and what I found really profound, thanks very much for asking, was that I... What did you find profound, babe? Oh, thank you for asking. I, I think it was really profound as to how relatable our story was mm. um, and the type of questions that people were asking. But then also I realized that as far as... Um, pushing the envelope is concerned, uh, we are, We've you know... done the damn thing. Ooh, yeah, that that envelope is fully out the letterbox, rotting on the floor for six weeks because the owner's dead. Very that. Yeah, we've pushed Somehow. that. Somehow. I'm going to go with that analogy. Yeah, yeah. You Whereas know? other people have opened the letterbox and they're like, shoo, shall I put it in? Shall I not put it in? And we're like, do you know what? Just stick it in there. Not a, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, not everyone. Not everyone's like that. But yeah, I, I did notice that, you know. Um, and yeah, like, you know, we, we had questions about, you know, what people think and, you know, um, engaging with uh, South Asian societies and not feeling welcome and going through those emotions. And obviously you you will, of course, go through those emotions. Um, but, you know, you just got to stay true to yourself and engage in your heritage and, and make it your own and turn the culture into whatever you want it to be and move it forward the way you want to. Don't be dictated by anyone else. Really. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was fabulous meeting people that listen to our podcast as well and that follow us on Instagram. It was really, really great. And yes. also what I'm noticing, every time we do like, we've done it a few times, is, you know, um, Mr. Mr. Things. Like, we're very good at it. Yeah, well, we've been married for almost seven years. <laughs> Shut <though>. up. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. We're 17. always finishing each other's sandwiches. sandwiches. Oh, oh, my God. <gasps> That wasn't even planned. I was going to say sandwiches. Yeah, I was going to... Because we always say sentences. But, but I this thought time it'd be we funny said sandwiches. sandwiches. <gasps> and I thought it'd be funny to fuck it up as well. We're both evil. Okay, let's try another one. No, We're no, no. It's too much pressure. Always finishing each other's, other's sentences. 
<laughs> Yours makes no sense. Thanks. Okay, so I'm. That was really a weird moment. That's what always happens with us. We always have weird moments where we think the same thing mm. and things like that. But babe, like, yeah. Speaking of queer talk, <laughs> I'm doing a segue. <laughs> Don't make me making funny faces, man. Yeah. Yeah, Larry Tell me what's up, man. This Tell episode. Me. What is this episode about? It's all about. I'm answering my own question now. You literally just said, speaking of queer talk, what's this episode about? <laughs> yeah, no, that's my segue to the next part. What? Book me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you are booked. Woohoo! You are. Um, we're talking about shows that shaped us as we were growing up. Yes, yeah, I thought, this was my idea. I personally thought that because, the, you know, um, autumn has officially begun and this is fall for our American folk... And, you know, new TV shows come out, new stuff is always out uh, and around the corner. And, you know, it's a great time to snuggle up and watch TV. Snuggle! Yeah, it's nice. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, oh, sitting is the new smoking. But TV sometimes just hits the spot really well. Mm, That's one thing I learned from lockdown. So, you know, I thought, why not talk about uh, the TV shows that shaped us um, as queer South Asians, I suppose. Um, And maybe talk about a few of the shows that are coming out that we're excited Mm. about. I think some of the shows that shaped me, it wasn't even about being queer South Asian, it was about being British for me, I think. Go on, bitch. The first show that shaped you. Tweenies. <laughs> Teletubbies. <laughs> Tinky Winky made you come out as gay. Oh, uh, yeah, no, Tinky, Tinky Winky came out as uh, queer recently, didn't he? He came out as gay. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I love um, that, love that for our community. There was some preacher or something that was... Um, saying that he was a sadistic homosexual or something like that. So the tele, um, and also because the Teletubbies said that they wanted to be. This is the world we live in now, right now. By the way, Teletubbies <laughs> about Tinky Winky coming te- out. No, 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 bitch. Teletubbies tweeted Lil Nas <laughs> saying that they want to be in his next video. So he responded saying, "Yeah, sure, let's do this." And then some preacher woman, I think in 1999 or something, said that like. Te, um, Tinky Winky's like a homosexual sadistic or something and so now Tinky Winky's come out as gay and they're like yeah he's gay but he's he does it so well as well and I'm not he telling you so well. there was a news article with Tinky Winky in a frock just with his ass. I saw that I was like oh my god me at pride <laughs> I felt Nothing seen we talk about representation Fuck South Asian representation. <laughs> that, that is the true representation we always needed. Tinky when, Winky with his that, ass out. When that bitch used to unapologetically carry that handbag around like a knob. I was I living. Live. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> Me too. Because growing, I used to, uh, when I was really really young, I when I lived in the council estate, I had a telly to his calendar. <laughs> 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 and one of them was my Tinky Winky with the handbag, and I was even as a child now. I remember I was like I was living. <laughs> In my life, I was like, "You go, girl." Uh, my younger brother used to have a la la toy, and I swear it was for the bath. But he used to just play around with it like a dog. <laughs> so tell it to me, shaped our life. He used there to- we go. That's the first inspiring <laughs> Poe was my favorite. I can do a good Poe voice. Go on. Party, party, party. Oh. We need to be on the scooter. Yeah, no. and I can do the baby as well. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Wrong with us today. And I and then I then I started watching um, uh, Teletubbies with my nieces because you know it cycles when they were kids. <laughs> How old were you though? 
I'm like 23. Okay, so when you were <laughs> and, uh, and then the actor within me, the entertainer within me, used to start doing the voices. And there was just, just this one day, I was just sat there watching it with them for the millionth time going, I'm little Bo Peep, I've lost my sheep. I don't know where to find them. And I was like, my sister came in and she was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um... I've got an announcement to make. And that's I'm why none sorry, of all the listeners. We're going to end the show abruptly now, forever, because what the fuck is my <laughs> husband doing? Oh, I can do the sheep as well, though. Oh, my God, please stop. When they go, leave them alone and they'll come home, wagging their tails behind them. Can you do Nunu? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Clearly, Teletubbies fucking shaped your life. Do you remember Tubby Custard and Tubby Toast? I used to make it for my younger brother. <laughs> I used Secretly to put, for you. No, 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 bitch. We, I used to get rock yogurt and put Ribena in it. And it used to look like Tubby Custard. And then I used to give it to him and I used to give him stomach aches because who the fuck was Ribena and yogurt? And my mum used to boast about it to her friends. She used to be like, yeah, he makes it. Makes, she used to call it Tubby Custard. Um, Topics or something like that, and she was like, "Yeah, he just makes them to be custard. He just whips it up, and then it, she like hid the recipe because it was stupid." And he used to be like, "Oh, give make me to be custard," like reluctantly because he wanted it, but obviously it tasted shite. And yeah, Teletubbies full on shaped me. Um, on that note, I think we should go for a small pause because I'm getting a bit hysterical now and sweaty, <laughs> I and I just so. need some water. And I think we should come back to some serious business. We will be back. We love you guys. You don't love me. And we are back, babes. Have you got the Teletubbies out of your system? I have. I'm calmer now. You know they have telly babies now as well, babe. Okay. No. Right. Cool. Let's hit. Let's hit with the hard questions. Okay. So we're talking about shows that shaped us. Um, spent a lot of time talking about Teletubbies. Um, do you know one show that really um, shaped me growing up was Desperate Housewives? Oh, why? Desperate Housewives. My God, it's such a phenomenal show. Like, I don't even know where to start with it. But the way it deals with human emotions, human interactions, dynamics of power within a family system... Oh my God, I've just realized that is a reason why I was attracted to it. Because, and it, I, you know, as a kid who was a little bit of an oddball who doesn't really understand emotions at times, it really helped me understand as to how best to interact with people. Um, I used to watch it on a little black and white TV. It's not even that old, it started in 2004. But I used to watch it on this little black and white TV that we won from a Littlewoods catalog. And I used to like put a duvet over my head and just watch it on there. Half of Desperate Housewives I watched Black and White, and we recently watched it during lockdown. Phenomenal. It's such a great show. One of show. the best things I've ever watched in my whole entire life. Well, who's your favorite character? Brie. Brie Van de Kamp, same. Just, she's phenomenal. Phenomenal actress, phenomenal character. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is such. If you haven't watched Desperate Housewives, what are you doing with your life? I think to a certain extent, um, it was a little, bit, a little bit problematic as well, because, like, as you see, the characters are flawed. And the way they deal with things is perhaps not the best way to deal with it as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So um, you got to watch with caution and not be oh, too yeah. inspired. Because like Brie at one point full on takes out a gun and points it towards her um, ex-boyfriend and tells her to get her the fuck off the grass. And then she shoots him. Girl and shoots spoilers. Toe off. It's been out for decades. <laughs> like, it's been out for ages. I know, I know. People but should know. You say it shaped you. So what did you learn from it? What, what, have you, what did you take from it into your life? 
all sorts. I mean, one um, thing that I really took from it was what's easy besides complaining. Oh, there's a very short clip, and it's not even a main character, but they show an artist who paints just by uh, uh, with a br- uh, brush in his mouth because he's paralyzed, and he's like, they ask him a question, you know, isn't it hard? And he just turns around and says, well, what's easy besides complaining? And that really resonated with me. Um, and then, you know, from a character like Brie Vanderkamp in terms of how to carry herself, how to compose herself, how to sort of um, deal with emotions at set times and not let them sort of run over, day, you know, day-to-day living, I, I really admired that. And just in terms of, you know, how kept she was, you know, how well kept she was. I say inspired. I am none of those things, let's face it. But, you know, I thought that was very... You can dream. Yeah. And then I loved Gabrielle. I loved Gabby's oh, character. So, everything. Um, another thing that um, recently I took when I rewatched it again is when um, she goes from rich to poor, when she's poor and she gets shafted by her neighbor with a dodgy car and she turns around. And I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she was like, um, you know, I'm, I thought I was done fighting, but I'm not going to let you get away with this kind of thing. And sometimes when I feel a little bit defeated, that always sticks in my head. And I'm like, nope, I'm not done. As per my last email, Michelle, <laughs> you will refund this or whatever a fight I need to fight. You know, I, I, that I find really inspiring. What about you? See, it's an interesting question for me because I think for you growing up, you really engross yourself in the in these characters in these shows. For me, they're real people, and, and they were like escapism. For me, a lot of escapism for me growing up was reading and music. And obviously, I watched shows and stuff like I love reality TV. And you know, yes. one one thing that really comes to mind is Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother! What an iconic show, girl. The like, classic. <laughs> the Circle could never. Oh, girl. I'm saying it, anger could never. <laughs> um, Big Brother was. It's a cult classic, essentially, isn't it? It it was a cultural phenomenon. It was a cultural reset, and it just it it's blew one of those... my mind as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult. It was the the social experiment of the like existence of history, like putting all these different people in a house, setting challenges and fucking shit up, and seeing how humans interact and react. That's what I loved about it, and I house. think house bitch have you seen season one <laughs> it is literally two porter cabins put together with oh, a few yeah. plant pots oh yeah and i remember things you know not just characters in it but like the rich poor divide you know the season with yes. that when the you know nadia and jason hit me jason hit me jason chilper Jade oh Goody. my god it, i think it shaped me because it really Kinga. Sh- it really girl in the bottle <laughs> the bottle <laughs> it, it sort of showed me how crazy humans were and in a way it made me realize i'm not that crazy yeah, you know, like we we all ex- we are all have craziness, but it was Imogen. Oh my God, everything. Grace, fuck my life. Winkers. Pete. 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 Oh, yeah, I, I that was the same time we thought of Pete. Yeah, we did. Wow. Nikki Graham, rest in oh, peace. Nikki Graham, what a fucking legend. Yes. Um, and then even the later seasons that we we watched a bit of, like it was just incredible. Like people falling in love. People not falling in love, people pretending to be a celebrity on Celebrity Edition. You know, the, yeah. the, there's so much great human interaction. And I think anyone that's around our age, they would say Big Brother was such a huge part of their life. I remember crying when it ended on Channel 4 with Davina. Oh, really? I was so, like, upset. because We I, watched the last season together, didn't we? Was that with Davina? Yeah. Oh, no, not with Davina. No, 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 no. no. I was with Emma Willis, and uh, it was just so great. And Big Brother's Big Mouth, and Big Brother's Bit on the Side, and Russell Brand, and... 
And yeah. then, oh my God, I remember that. The live stream that I used to stay up to I, watch. I used to watch the live stream. And then remember when they sort of abruptly end it? Yeah. And then go back to it. And I was like, what the fuck's happening? And now I'm like, obviously there's an edit and there's this and there's that. And I'm there's like, all sorts. I've got a chemistry exam tomorrow, but <laughs> here I am. But here I am. Watching Kinga put yet another bottle, <laughs> you know where. It was just so good. I think I watched the live stream and watched things a lot because again, it was escapism from reality, even though it was a form of reality. So yeah. it didn't, like, you know, growing up, I loved kids' TV shows and all that. Like, I loved them so much. But it was sort of like, this is still real, mm. you know? So I'm not that crazy. But yeah. that's definitely something that um, sticks to me. Uh, as well as all the reality TV shows, such as X Factor and the moments where you sit around on a Saturday night and you watch it and you get hyped and, you know, The Simpsons. Oh my God, The Simpsons for sure. Can we watch them tonight? We'll see. Although the recent uh, seasons have gone completely I love wacky. It. They're all fucking high, aren't they? They're so wacky. They're crazy. I'll tell you another childhood cult classic for me um, was Tots TV. Oh, are we really going here? I love how um, the opening credits always freak you out. I love Yo doing bye. them. I'm a dot and cheese and dot teeny dot and tiny. I'm so Hello, sorry, tiny. people. I'm tiny. Please DM if you've got this far. <laughs> you know, oh my God, do you just watch Power Rangers and stuff? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh my God, it was everything. Mud people. Do you know what? There's not enough time to talk about all the shows that we, we love growing up. There's actually not because I'm thinking about them. Big Bad Beetleborgs. I remember that as well. Uh, CD UK. Trapdoor. Uh, oh my God, Top of the Pops. I wasn't allowed to watch that. That was too risque. Oh, my God. It, there was so much smile on Sundays with Dev. Oh, I didn't like smile. Why? Because it deviated from the original narrative of, like, CBBC and <laughs> Oh, my God, shut up. Um, oh, the Mask. That was a good cartoon. Oh, it was great. And do you know um, what show, I think, now when I've watched it with you, yeah. can see that it might shape you would be Will and Grace? Oh, Will and Grace is my safe space. Will and Grace, one hundred and ten percent, is such a phenomenal comedy show, and it's just it, to a certain, a certain extent, yes, it shaped me. But I think um, in some of the characters, I just felt seen because I think like somebody like Karen Walker is just so out there and ridiculous. And you know, I mean, you know, obviously we do the podcast and whatever, but behind closed doors, you know how like crazy you are, mental. <laughs> He's a mess. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, really, um, it's a really good show. It's a really great show. I I think growing up watching it, I'm like, oh my God, you are all terrible people, but you're lovable in a way. Do you know what I mean? And I really, really liked Will and Grace. I hated it when they had conflict on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Go on, continue. Sorry. Um, No. I was going to say a show that I really, really loved growing up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize my bit was done. Go on. Yeah, your bit's done. Um, For me, I know people want to say it's problematic. Friends. Oh, cancelled. Religiously. Like, to the point, my favorite episode is the one where everyone finds out. And it used to come on E4. Yes. um, At 5 p.m. And 8 p.m., the same episode. Which means it was on plus one. And when that episode came on, I watched it four times in that one day. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was a psycho. I, I loved Friends. I, I watched I I maybe I watched it every, Friends every single day for years and years and years. But I the question... absolutely love that show. It it what it was, it was another another escapism. I wanted their, their life. I wanted that apartment living in New York, in New York where your friends yeah. would come in and out and you'd be so close and so tight and you'd do things and your friends were your family and you'd have Thanksgiving together and Christmas. And that's why I loved it so much because I wanted it. And also I recognized even when I was young, how um, the female characters at the time really pushed. You know, they would talk about sex so openly and that was so, like, taboo. The question remains, though, were we on a break? We were on a break. 
It wasn't a break. It was. It was a break. But she got off the. He got. Mm -hmm. She got off the plane. (laughs) But it was just such a phenomenal show. Really well cast as well. One show that did shape me, and in hindsight, I hope I wish it did not shape me because it was not the correct portrayal of gay people. Was queer as folk. Talk about it. At the time, it was important to have that show because it was putting gay lifestyles in the mainstream and it did very well it was a mainstream show and i and i was grateful for that representation but their way of living and practices i would question as to how healthy they were i mean you are you know you're open to have as many sexual partners as you want uh, and you know do whatever you want sexually that's absolutely fine but you know now that i look back at the characters i'm like what were they masking what were they dealing with what was tough you know, what 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 was it that they were coping with? And, you know, they talk about bathhouses and they talk about, you know, having multiple sexual partners and age differences and, uh, you know, pe- uh, uh, pity fucks and, and a whole host of other stuff. Yeah, like a whole host of other stuff. Um, and it was good to see the show, but I wish I... I wish that that show was not my reference point of what it means to be gay. That was your only exposure to being gay, it was wasn't my it? Only so that's exposure. all you knew it would be. Yeah. So like I watched it whilst I was in Budapest and then I was like, you know, my sexual liberation, I was like, yes, this is what it's like. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, no, I wish I was younger and I'd just, you know, met a nice guy at university or even in high school and, you know, had gone through the usual things that heterosexual people do. Um, but yeah, that's another show that did shape me. But you know, I was at the time maybe at the time it was considered progressive. So you can't judge an old show by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Even though I literally just did that. And the one thing we obviously we a lot of these shows that shaped us, we didn't really have representation. And I want to delve into some shows. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Um, soaps. I love soaps. British, British as they come. EastEnders, Hollyoaks. I grew up watching it. I still watch them. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. And uh, it did shape me because the storylines opened. The storylines and soaps taught me a lot about loads of stuff. Yes. You know, and especially about sexuality. Let's not forget the Saeed storyline on EastEnders. And the ripple. See, if you are um, South Asian yes. and you're listening to this, you know what it did in our community. Oh, it, it sent shockwaves. Ooh, sitting when, there watching that. When everybody knew what was going to happen in the episode, they were like, they're going to kiss or something. And we were all watching the episode. I, I don't watch soaps. And this was the only episode that I ever watched, I think. Or And I was or just that part. And I was like, I was in disbelief up until, you know, they did the deed practically. Like, do you know what I mean? When they kissed, because... I was like, no, it, it could go the other way. Maybe they've misunderstood each other, yada, yada, yada. And then they kissed and I was like, oh. something changed. And that storyline needed to happen. And on our previous episode, if you haven't listened, we interviewed Nina Wadia. I tell you something. She was instrumental in making that storyline happen. Yes, she was. Yeah. John uh, Barrowman's career skyrocketed after. He was in literally every other game magazine. I actually saw him in... Um, Nottingham when he was he, when he used to be jacked and he walked past and he looked really nervous and he had sunglasses on and I was like why did he look and then when he walked past I was like oh no way that's him I think he was doing a pantomime or something do you think he really looked nervous babe 
Oh, uh, yeah, he did. As in, like, I don't think he wanted to be pestered. This was oh. at the height of him being. Oh, who he was. so it just yeah. skyrocketed, didn't it, for him? Yeah. Oh, girl, it was crazy. But it was so it was so interesting because it really exposed and opened up what was happening. And then when you look at shows that shaped us, and then you bring it forward to now, it's so interesting because you had that storyline in EastEnders that was so taboo. Now you have a lesbian, lesbian Muslim who's part of that family, by the way. Oh, is she? Yeah, he's a relative in that family. Mm. And she's just out and proud and nothing. Like, it's fine. And it just shows the progression that it's took. And it's incredible to see, isn't it? They need to bring back Nina Wadia. Oh, my God. Imagine. They need to bring back Nina Wadia. Well, listen, she's doing Strictly. So she's she's going to be more prom- more and more prom- re-prominentized. <laughs> and hopefully... Oh, she's making a dictionary today. She's dictionaryficating stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> that's another thing that I do. I just over-wordificate things. Um, but yeah, and they should bring her back. Her and Shabnam. <laughs> you are obsessed with bringing I'm Shabnam back. I'm rooting for Shabnam. Also, another iconic moment that never became an iconic moment on EastEnders is when that woman, she went, Oh, Linda, Linda, Linda. That, that is iconic. Is it? But it's like, not God tier iconic. It's a tier below. Or yeah. Below that. You that know need, what I mean? That needs because to it's not like... bubbly in the fridge. Bubbly's in the fridge. Bubbly's in the fridge, you liar. There you go. Um. Anyway, those are shows that happened. What about shows that are currently happening that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Drag Race. So but Say what you want. But that's still about another one. Everything. That's yes. still another one that probably shaped us. Uh, it, it really helped um, develop a level of tolerance towards parts of the gay community for me. Very honestly. You know, I, I watched wow, it I with... Wow, I hate that word, tolerance. Oh, or acceptance. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Anyway, um, it really, really did because... I watched it since season one, but I always had this slight element of, I I won't say disgust, but like this fear kind of thing, like, oh my God, like they're doing this, what are they doing kind of thing. But a part of me just knew that it was the right thing to watch. And I remember that, you know, at the beginning, right at the beginning of the episode where RuPaul's like, you know, it it was from You Better Work. And it was like, yeah, I I just had a dream and I was a seven foot leggy glamazon or whatever he says. And I was like, who the fuck? Like, what? Um, it was and, so outrageous to what we've grown up with. And yeah. Everything. And, you know, I just loved as to how counterculture he was. Like, even before RuPaul's Drag Race, I remember watching an interview for, I think, the film Star Booty that he did. And he was like, yeah, I like to go to a strip bar and, you know, I'll I'll, I'll watch a strip show. And um, I, like my, I, I like faggy boys. I like my boys to be faggy. And I was like, you can't say this. This doesn't happen. Cut to now. Every, you know, it's just, it's celebrated. Like th- those lines of masculinity, femininity, they're, they're so blurred in terms of demeanor, in terms of fashion. And RuPaul's Drag Race has uh, a lot to, um, you know, has a big part to play in that. Oh, of course it has. And what's interesting, you know, you watched it from season one. And when I was out and I met Bibi and um, Angina, and Bibi was like, here's my phone. I was like, you know, I told him, like, you watched from season one. And Bibi was like, give me your phone. And they made that video for you. What was yeah, that like? It must be yeah. like a weird moment. It really, really was. Yeah, I, I would love a follow up with them <laughs> one day. <laughs> but I, I love Bibi Zahara so much. I think she she was probably one of the best queens to have ever won if that makes sense like she yeah. carries herself well and truly like, like a, a queen. superstar she really really does and she's crazy and batshit and we love that she is so i'm really looking forward to the um season three of you yes Drag Race. just we're recording this just before it what queens are you looking forward to seeing on it 
Um, so the people that I've worked with. So um, Scarlett Harlow, I want to see what she's about. Um, Crystal Versace, she's lovely in person. Um, uh, Victoria Scon, she's nice as well. Uh, I mean, I've, you know, interacted and, and briefly worked with uh, with them. So that's cool. Um, I River Medway as well. She's oh, lovely. Yeah. She's really, really lovely. Hi, River. Love you. Um, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm building up to you know who. I'm gagging for charity case. Charity case. I've yeah. been such a huge uh, and charity knows this. <laughs> yeah. Huge fan of you if you're listening to charity um for so long. Like and the thing is it, it comes to the point where you think about all these queens, you think, oh, there's so many you're looking forward to. Oh, the placement. You know what? It doesn't matter where these queens place. Because She's it's phenomenal. all about the challenge of that week and what happens. It doesn't matter if a queen goes first or second or fifth or seventh. It doesn't stop them having star power and being incredible. She's she's such a, a powerhouse. And My she's God. so wonderful. She's very nice, very lovely. So sweet. Um, And yeah, I would love to. Um, and talented. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Mind blowing. Yeah, she's incredibly talented. And the world needs to see that part of British drag. One show that I'm really looking forward to seeing in fall is coming on Netflix. Fall? Come on, fall. Ah, uh, girl. I, I've always said fall. Fall? When it comes to TV shows, it's fall. Fall? It's in the fall. You's coming out, by the way, soon. You? Yeah, next season. I haven't even finished season two. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what's your show? Um, Finding an Amica. What's that? <sighs> How dare you? Go you on. know full well what that show is. I don't is. know. Wow. Tell everyone. Um. Uh, so, anyway, I'm... Oh, trying to overcome the shock of you not knowing what it is. I know he's so mad. Look, Pack listen to him. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Madhuri Dixit uh, Netflix show. So uh, it's about um, an actress who disappears. And when she's disappeared, they find out the type of stuff that she's been up to. So it's, I think there's like a dark element to it. So I'm really, really looking forward to that show for mm. sure. Um, and I think the trailers, the trailer for it is coming out tomorrow. Mm. And something else magical that's just started is a great British Bake Off. <gasps> yes. Genoese. Let's have a look at your Genoese. Why do we, as Brits, love this show so much, babe? Can you speak for all of Britain? It's so British, like, to bake, to um, be overwhelmed by <laughs> minute, trivial matters, you know? And, like, I don't know, like, a lot of... British food is bland slash gross, but baking is where we've got it right. Do you know what I mean? The cast of it represents Britain. It really represents everything it is to be British and reflects our society, whether people like it or not. And I think that's really special about Great British Bake Off. And it's really funny as well. The nuances on in it and, you know, the the online timeline comes alive and the jokes that come out of it and... It's just quintessentially British. And you know what? The gays eat it up. Do they? We do. Yeah. Who's trade of the season? Um, Is it that Chig's Chags guy? The Greek gentleman. Or him. Yes, yeah, a Greek a Greek. No, guy. I was talking about the Asian one. There's an, oh, the Asian one. Yes. Potential. I feel like the Asian guy is a stable choice, though. Yeah. I feel like the Greek one's on a bit wild. I, I, I really don't know who the trade of the season is right now. Mm. Let the season go on. But I'm very much looking forward to it. So, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great autumn. Yeah. We're getting fed. Bake Off and Drag Race. Come on. Yeah. We're, the, the kids are being fed. But, um, guys, what about you? 
What shows do you like? What shows shaped you? What shows are you looking forward to? Might do a bit of Q&A in the story next week. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, I don't even know. If you love this episode, post about it, tag us in it, let us know. And I'm sorry, and not sorry that this episode was what the fuck happened, man. I tell you what other what other stuff shaped me is um Robot Kit, Wars in terms Oh my god, no way. Robot Wars. I, I was obsessed with Robot Wars. And I had Scrap Robot Wars, Heap Challenge. I had Robot Wars on PlayStation 2 and I played it all the time and had the little toys and everything. Robot Wars was everything. Razor was my favourite robot. Oh, mine was, uh, was it called Matilda? Oh, Matilda wasn't um, a competitor though. Matilda, yeah, I know, that's yeah, why I liked her. Yeah, Matilda was fantastic. she could never fail. And she and, was all my team. And I loved Chaos 2 and Panic Attack as well. Oh my God, why do I remember? And Pussycat. Girl. And now I realise why they called it Pussycat. Oh remember my God, that one? my mind's blown, it's so rude. Yeah, and remember that one that um, would, I think it was Matilda, that had like that chainsaw-y thing that would spin around and if it hit you on the head, it would just start cutting you in half. Heavy metal. Yeah, that was a scary one. You know, one. there was, and there was um, Sergeant Bash. Sergeant Bash, I remember Sergeant Bash. Oh, wow, really, oh my God, my memories. And like, I, I used to dream of wanting to make the robots. So in primary school, we had like a robot was battle and I had this remote control car and we had to try to build over it and fight. I love how we're trying to cram so much shit in the last minute. I'm so sorry, but so much shape to Hanna-Barbera uh, cartoons. The oh Perils God, yes. of Penelope Pitstop. <gasps> Wacky Races, yes. The Hair Bear Bunch, Josie, and the, Girls. Josie and the Pussycats, <laughs> The Jetsons. Oh my God, Ed, Ed and Eddie, Dexter's Lab. Pink Panther. There's so much. There's just too Huge much. Drama. Malcolm, Malcolm in the fucking middle. Malcolm, oh, I never watched me? Malcolm in the middle. Too risque for my family. <laughs> I can't. It used to come on Sky, didn't it? Yeah, Sky One. Yeah, Sky it One. It used to go, um, new episode of Malcolm in the Middle and I think new episode of Simpsons. I wonder what kids shows come on now. I don't know, probably just reruns of Malcolm. Because <laughs> they could never. Anywho, Zilbees, this was today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, tell us what you thought of it. It was a little bit chaotic. We are going to edit out a lot of it. Um, because no, it needs to happen. I'm only joking. Yeah. We are chaos. Yeah, we are chaos, but you guys love us for it. We always love you, but you, you don't, don't love me. Josie and Red the Larry, Yellow Larry, Cardboard Box. Red Larry, Yellow Larry, Cardboard Box. Did I just make a fart noise? Yep. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. Follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. Follow us also on Twitter at YDLM Boys. And you can also email us on You Don't Love Me Boys at Outlook.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.